The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. John Risen is an American singer gifted with a beautiful, powerful and classically trained voice. And he's here with us now. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you've got this new song out and it's called You're the Best. How did that song come about? Well, it's a really personal story, actually. My my father wrote it about 15 years ago when his mother, my grandmother, passed away. Um, And he was very heartbroken about the whole situation. She was a wonderful woman, and he had written her a letter just telling her how much he appreciated her and and how he wished, you know, they had been closer when he was younger. And um, some months later, it passed. And so he still had these these feelings of um, wanting to fix things from the past. And I remember him sitting down after after we got the news at the piano and he started playing this beautiful, simple melody and he was just crying. And, um, after a few hours he started to sing and the words came out, uh, words like many things I wish I could tell you many things I'd want to say. If I had the chance, I'd say them right away. And it it goes on through the rest of the lyrics where he just pours out his feelings of, of regret and love for his mother who passed away. And I was just a child at the time. And I wasn't yet a professional singer. And as my my career took off and I've gotten older, uh, the mantle was was passed on to me. And I I felt a need to bring it out to the public because I've always loved this song. And we took the opportunity during the the COVID shutdowns in America for performers to really record the song, put in instrumentals, put in a solo violinist and put in bass and things like that and, and just present it to the world. And I'm really thrilled with the reception that sounds great and i'm a big fan of a story i want to know how you first got into music and what got you going was it your dad making that song or was it something else you know it's it's an interesting story i originally um i grew up playing baseball uh, as my my major thing i was on travel sports teams i went around the country playing baseball and my other grandmother, my mother's mother, uh, suggested that all of her grandchildren get arts training. And my family is very musical. My father played piano and sings. My mother sings. My siblings sing. And 
they suggested that I take voice lessons and learn how to sing because I was the athlete. I didn't sing. I didn't match pitch. And so I said, yes, I started taking these voice lessons. So then I was getting encouraged to consider going into singing because it's very rare to have this, this kind of voice that has so much power and so much range. And so I eventually did. And I, I went to college for voice performance and, and opera. And I went through this entire path for, for several years, six years of, of training in school, and then four years of training uh, in resident artist programs and in uh, summer programs and things like that. And several years of professional performing uh, with New York City-based uh, management uh, around the country and, and in Italy. And then uh, more recently, the last few years, I started doing musical theater and, uh, and pops crossover. And that took me to the, the Lincoln Center where I did the voice tone and West Side Story um, with the New York City Ballet. And that opened a whole bunch of doors and led to more musical theater. And uh, more recently, once COVID hit, I, I started a crossover um, series with a very famous Emmy-nominated pianist and PBS TV star, Marina Arsenevich. And she really opened some new doors for me in the pop world. And, and that kind of leads us here. Yeah, we had her on recently talking about the music that you've done with her over lockdown as well. How did that come about? Well, I had met her last December when my wife and I were performing for a charity event. And she was so impressed with us and said, you know, just please keep in touch. I, you know, perform, admire because, you know, she's an international star. She hears people everywhere. Yeah. And she just loved what we did. And we we, we kept in touch. And when COVID shut down all performances in America, I reached out to her and said, you know, I happen to recall that you said to stay in touch and I am very bored sitting at home, not performing. Yeah. What would you think of creating something new? I don't want, you know, she's a pianist and I didn't want her to accompany me. I wanted to do actual duets and new arrangements of famous songs together. And she loved the idea. And we we did our first few collaborations just via media uh, apart with video, mm. and it was such a huge hit, and we had thousands and thousands and thousands of streamers that um, eventually we quarantined and were willing to meet in person, and started videotaping from her gorgeous ballroom at her home with her big bird for piano, yeah. and though the last. 12 i believe videos uh have been done that way and now i mean some of these videos have hundreds of thousands of of views on youtube and um you know upwards of 50 to 100,000 streams over instagram and facebook and now we're working on recording music and putting it up on streaming together as well do you write your own songs as well so that's an interesting question. I do not write my own songs yet, but I am actually working on my first single with uh, a dear friend of mine, Evan Snyder. He's a, he's a composer. And because of COVID, new doors are opening and, and new ideas are coming forth. And I'm actually writing a love song for my wife. Uh, and that should be coming out in the next few months. It's not, it's not fully finished yet. So I, I don't have that many details, but it will be my first actual song that I've helped write. So I take it you're more on the sort of singing side. Is that what you enjoy more? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say I, I'm a professional singer. That's how I've made my living is uh, going city to city or, or company to company singing. And um, I really love it. I love connecting with an audience and sharing my experience and 
sharing um, what I'm feeling with an audience and it's so far it's gone really well. (laughs) Do you have any singers that you are big fans of and look up to? Absolutely. Um, uh, Spanning across many genres, I've always, always appreciated in the operatic world, you know, voices such as Luciano Pavarotti or or uh, Fran- Franco yeah. Corelli or any of the Italian great opera singers, because when you're training and you listen to them, it's just stunning. Um, and there were a couple American singers like Jerry Hadley or um, British singers like Sir Thomas Allen or, or Welsh singers like Bryn Terfel, who very much influenced my operatic singing. But then as I started doing more crossover and pops, I really appreciated um, singers like Tom Jones or uh, Andy Williams from the past or, uh, more recently, Michael Bublé or people like this who yeah. they use their full voice in a way that I appreciate as a as a classical singer, but they do it in such a way that is very refined into the microphone, which is what I'm trying to do now. Uh, and I also grew up mm. enjoying Josh Groban and stuff like that, which now I it's kind of ironic because now I'm a, a direct <laughs> a, a direct competition, but yeah. that's fine with me. Did you always appreciate these singers before you were persuaded to get into singing? Or is it just something that you've discovered them because you were trying to learn? That's a great question. I, you're, you hit it on the head. I, I did not actually know much about any of these singers until I started to take these voice lessons and started going on YouTube or going on iTunes or listening to CDs of these singers. And as I did... I I was searching for the sound that I loved and I, there's something about a full voice. How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mellow-sounding uh, singer that, that I was drawn to because I guess it's reflective of my own voice. Yeah. And that's how I learned of all these singers. I see. And what would you say kind of makes your voice unique compared to them? So my voice is very interesting. It's been described as the quintessential American voice. And what that means is I kind of have a melting pot of sounds. I, my, my family comes from Switzerland in some places, Wales in some places, England in some places, Scotland in some places, and then a, a mix of many other European uh, heritages and many generations diluted in in america and my sound is not universal to any country which you hear a lot of you hear a lot of people with that brighter hispanic sound or that very very uh shimmering italian sound or the very yeah. dark german sound and mine is not like any of those mine is kind of an amalgamation where as i said my range is oddly large for a singer uh, because yeah. I have the full range of a baritone and the full range of an operatic tenor, which is not normal. It's not normal to have high C's and then go down over two octaves below that into a lower baritone register. And that warmth and that color and range of my voice is really what makes my voice unique, I've been told, at least. Yeah. And do you have any big highlights since you've started singing that have stood out to you? Oh, yeah, several. And a couple that were canceled, I was really bummed about. I was supposed oh, to make yeah. my Carnegie Hall debut. Um, I was supposed to make my Carnegie Hall debut in a couple of weeks. Oh, no. And, of course, it got canceled to COVID. And I believe it'll be happening next year as the uh, tenor soloist in Handel's Messiah. And that would have been just such an incredible honor because, you know, it's Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Pretty special. Um, a big honor that I've already had is, is singing at the Lincoln Center in that West Side Story suite. That was a, a very special thing to sing, you know, Leonard Bernstein's quintessential American guy, Tony, yeah. um, on the stage of the Lincoln Center. That was amazing. Um, oh, there's so many. It's hard to narrow them down just because they're special to me in different ways. You know, some operatic roles I've done at yeah. smaller companies have been very special just because of the, the community or the, the people that I've met. And other things were special because of the prestige and the... I can't believe I'm here on this stage. <laughs> yeah. But I would definitely say the New York City stuff was the, the biggest highlight that, that I've had professionally. And outside of music, do you have any hobbies or exciting life stuff that keeps you busy? Oh, yes. So recently, my wife and I had our first son. <laughs> Hurrah! And so that's been keeping us very busy. He's wonderful and very easy, but it does change your life having a child and definitely we are thrilled to to have this new adventure but we're definitely busy that's the correct word we're busy taking care of this yeah. little guy 
Um, but I also like to to work out. I try and work out six to seven times a week. It's kind of a a memory from my past life where I worked out, you know, all day every day for baseball. I still love the feeling of going running or or lifting weights or doing calisthenics or or high intensity interval training or anything that keeps me feeling alive and athletic. Um, I definitely love doing. And other than that, I would say I love networking as in I love keeping in touch with people that I've met. I love reaching out to colleagues and friends and seeing how they're doing and seeing how we could do something together. Um, I know, <laughs> I know Marina would, would say um, she calls me positively aggressive, not that I'm <laughs> aggressive, but that I'm so positive and I reach out and I constantly say, Hey, how are you? Are you doing well? I was thinking about you. And she said, it's a very impressive trait in the music industry because most people are afraid to just reach out and see how you're doing because you don't yeah. want to seem needy. And I don't, she said, you don't seem needy. You're, you're legitimately reaching out because you're just a positively aggressive person. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I spend a lot of time just reaching out to people saying hi, checking in on them. Cause when you perform a lot, you meet people from all sorts of walks of life and all sorts of different countries. And you have this giant performance family that you get close to. Yeah. And speaking of performance families, maybe when this pandemic is over, have you got any big concerts coming up? And also in the not too distant future, any sort of new songs coming out? Yes. Thank you for asking. In fact, I am thrilled to announce that I'm actually doing a concert this week Ooh. in Montana with my wife. Now, it will be socially distanced and it might end up being only <laughs> a few people in the actual audience yeah. but it's supposed to, it's going to be a live stream from a real theater of music love duets and 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 famous songs um at the end of this week in bozeman montana and then the next big thing is that my wife and i are releasing an album of famous christmas music Ooh. on uh november 27th just the week after thanksgiving in america yeah. and um it's going to be a all the most famous Christmas songs that we grew up listening to, like It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, mm. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, White Christmas, Oh Holy Night. And I mean, all the classics that we grew up listening to, yeah. we got together with uh, our friend Neil Campbell, who's a, an amazing pianist and arranger. And we we made this very special um, album, duet album of piano jazz trombone percussion strings jingle bells <laughs> <laughs> voice and and just are, we're so thrilled that it's coming out soon that's going to be called christmas at home and it's kind of at least in america christmas is definitely going to still be um under some strict rules for, because of covid yeah. and so we figure this is a way to bring joy to people's homes and, and to our own home where we can sit at home with our son and listen to this music and just smile and uh try and put out some positive energy into the world in a time that, that has not been too positive. Yeah, definitely. And I think Christmas is going to be pretty much the same over here as well, not being able to kind of meet up with the people that we normally would. So hopefully that album will sort of have a big global reach. I really hope so. And where are we able to listen to all your music and purchase it online everywhere? Yes. So it will be available. Well, all of our music is going to be available on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play, YouTube Music, TikTok, all of it, uh, every streaming service. And there's a limited number of hard copy CDs for those of you that want collectors of memorabilia. Um, 
or a signed autograph or something like that. I think we'll we'll those will sell out pretty quickly. But if people want them, there's a website and it's actually just my name, um, www.johnrison.com. And then on there, you'll see Christmas at home. And if if you're one of those people who wants collector's memorabilia, have fun. Yeah. But uh, for the rest of the world, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and, and all the other big streaming services will host this album and already has another one of my albums. And all of um, my collaborations with Marina Arsenevich as well are up there. And so there, there's a wealth of stuff to listen to if, if you're a streamer. Well, thank you for coming on the program today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.